0: We are back for episode three. I'm getting filmed, I'm getting filmed. We are here talking about films, talking about web, talking about webcasts, which is the main focus of this episode, how to do a webcast. You're streaming, it's certainly the new technology, and joining us to talk about that, Tom Sullivan, who's one of the directors for Coachella, which is the largest concert in the world. In the
1: world. I don't know that for a fact, but you might.
0: You're I do charge. know that. In terms of revenue that it brings in, on Instagram, yeah. Instagram, it's yeah. several on yeah. hundred million dollar <laughs> economic impact. Yeah. You certainly know if you're a previous watcher, Ben Gantz, who ran digital media for American Idol, as well as Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Network. And I'm your host, Michael Klaus. Guys, we want to be able to take you on the backside of all these things you see in Hollywood, be able to show you how to do a lot of these in previous episodes talked about how to be able to pitch your content today again focusing on how to do a webcast. Okay. Hollywood 2.0 the Show. People think of webcast Tom, what do people think of webcast versus what is webcasting in your opinion?
1: Hmm. Well, I think when people think of webcasts, I think their mind either goes to like really low budget and kind of like a tinker toy thing, or they go really high, like it's a broadcast show. So I think when people think webcasts, I think everyone's head is all over the place right now. I I think the webcast is a wild west. I think uh, no one knows where to go with it. I don't know. I I totally agree. I mean, I remember when Facebook launched
2: live, and that put live streaming on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook Live, Twitter Live, Periscope, YouTube huh. Live, like it, it, it all came out there. Everyone tried to do it. Everyone realized it was actually really hard, and yeah. here we are now. Everyone's kind of getting back into it. Numbers on the rise, but it was super popular.
1: It went down a little bit, and now it's on the rise again. I think it's a lot similar um, to in film when the DSLRs kind of came out yeah. and everyone was like a filmmaker, which is cool, which is cool. I'm sure there's a lot of content that we would not have seen without it, but I'm sure half of it we probably should not have seen. <laughs> but I think having the webcast thing is like the live broadcast version of the DSLR and everyone's doing it and it's cool there's lots of things that are
0: coming well out I think it, the but, benefit it, yeah. you know people can look at that and talk about the oversaturation and if you're yeah. way high up you're like oh now everyone's doing it but I think everyone doing it and realizing maybe how hard it is to do it well mm. gives them a new appreciation
1: yeah you'd hope yeah you would hope yeah
0: so talk about, you know, we talked about Coachella. I want to be able to talk about that first off yeah. and your role in that as yeah. one of the directors of Coachella. Yeah. Again, this is a music festival that's next year will be 20 years old. Started yeah. in 1999. Wow. I didn't even realize that. And has been going uh, two weekends now for the last five or six years. It uh, was a three-day show. And a lot of people don't know this. First year, 1999, they actually lost over $800,000. You know, people think Coachella, it has a $700 million impact, economic impact today. First year, lost over $800,000. They certainly built it up long time ago to what it is today, an incredible difference. Talk about Coachella now, there, and the live stream impact of Coachella
1: so i think i mean i don't know off the top of my head how many views it has but i know of a lot of people all over the world that watch it like Mm -hmm. they'll hang out on their computer and and they'll kind of see it and it's cool because um of all the stages that they have there's music there all day all night and then there's one channel i think there's maybe two that they moderate what they want on it so on the webcast you're seeing the best of the best, which is cool. I mean, I feel like a lot of other webcasts, you're live all day. So when they're changing the set, they're like, holy crap, I don't know where to go. But I think they have a lot of content and then they try and film things in between. So after a set, they don't just hop onto the nether, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll throw to my host or something and they'll be like, Hey, you just saw whoever coming up next is such and such. I'm here live now for a chat with, you know, Mr. Ben Gans.
0: It's more of programming and an actual exactly, show style. Exactly.
1: It's I think it's I think they do webcasts more of like a broadcast, which is as we know, obviously a lot of things yeah. are, it's a broadcast, but web is now just uh, transmission. So they absolutely treat it as if it's a broadcast with the uh, with the pieces and then uh, the hosts on the run, what's going on with the fashion, uh, food at uh, all of uh Coachella, I think a lot of other places, they film all that and they upload it later. Mm-hmm. Coachella tries to turn it around like a proper Mediac. show and it goes right into the EVS and they edit it quickly and it goes in. So it's a really cool show to sit and watch all day. It's not a boring, it's not a boring web.
0: How much preparation no. is oh, going oh, oh, into credit. that for the, for the three days that you're yeah. doing webcasting, the six days of the total show? How much preparation? Are you months in advance planning out?
1: Personally... I am months out. It's not intense like every day for a month but it's like what's happening what's changing. We need the lighting order for my set. It's heavy with like lighting and things like that. So it's kind of like you know dealing with uh, the budget and then where we go. So where you film in Coachella the grounds is extremely important. You can't destroy any of the grass. Everything has to be approved. You can't Dig a trench without anything. So even sliding a plant over, it's like you have to get everything approved. So pre-production is intense. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. So
2: do you have to choose your cameraman, choose your lighting guys? Like, like take us from the real Mm. details. Okay, cool. They're like, hey,
1: Tom, you're directing Coachella. Sure. Then what? So I do their interview set. So I do the lighting also. So heavy background for me with uh, uh, cinematography. So I will do, you know, I'll ask them, where is it? Where is the sun? Where can we go? What's in the background? The background's important. We shouldn't be here because it's a white background, you know, whatever. And then once I have an idea of that, um, the lighting order, what's happening, where it's going, how many cameras that probably gets finalized in the middle of pre-pro. Sometimes they're bouncing with you know, three or four cameras, maybe five. Um, And then I hire my guys. I get everything set up. Uh, Script is involved. What are we doing? Uh, Sometimes they want to kind of change the set. They want to be able to shoot here. And then at the end of the night, they want to turn everything around. So what has to be on wheels? They treat that set like a film set with like lots of stands and silks. So it's kind of a hybrid of like, okay, we need to move quick. And it's like, well, wait, we have C stands all over the place. It's, it's like a hybrid live show. So it's cool, but they expect to move quick. And like the quality that they want needs to be more of like a film set. Like as the sun sets, we're changing the color temperature of all the lights. We, we, we can't hold off. They're like, we, we have to film it. So um knowing where the sun is all that it's you know and then uh once we get there all hands on deck man
0: and how many hours every day is that live cast
1: i think we film from maybe 11 a.m to maybe 9 or 10 p.m wow yeah so interviews all day they try and have it um blocked out and no one does interviews late at night because all the artists are basically intoxicated or so you hope (laughs) so all of the managers are like "Mm, after nine they're like i'm not gonna tell him to do an interview yeah yeah so what does the hierarchy look like in the production staff the hierarchy of the production staff so there's golden voice Mm -hmm. which is i think they own like the brand, they do, yeah. Coachella, it's their brand, right?
0: Yep. They were one of the original founders in 1999.
1: And they are guests at the, Indio, what would you call it? It's like a polo grounds, yeah. yeah, polo grounds or the something. Grounds. I'm sure they pay them a ton, yep. ton of money. But as I said, they're very specific about what can be built. I mean, they even go so far where like forklifts, they have to put a like a sock on on the tires after a certain time because they're like no damaging the grass Mm. when the guests come in we want the grass green and lush so they um it's intense yeah um what what about you said there are multiple directors eps like what does that
2: look like what are the production meetings like yes so
1: there are two main eps and they basically plan all of the content i mean they already know who's on stage when and they know that they'll have all of this and they're i think they're planning basically what goes in between like if we know beyonce is about to go on you probably want some content that has that included you want to kind of tie the pieces together those two eps also essentially i mean hire all of the crew and order all of the gear like I'm pretty sure they even build the stages too. Like who, I mean, obviously they have some people in it, but they, I'm pretty sure they say like, who's going to build the stages with obviously the approval of their client. And they hire all of the union crew to like, uh, you know, maybe like forklift drivers, um, uh, the cameramen, utilities, all that. And then I think Golden Voice's job is like, who are like the food trucks and the vendors and what's the art happening and all that? But, um, I think the two EPs also have a say in like all the photographers, too. I'm sure Golden Voice has. I mean, this seems so. like
0: a, this is like the highest level of web production. Am yeah. I right on that? I mean, people think web production, like we were talking it's, about earlier, you do Facebook Live and people, yeah, yeah. you know, have Instagram Live where they're just doing you know on their phones, on but their this phone, is yeah. like multi camera. This is multiple hosts, you know, multiple production teams. Mm. This is as high as it gets for webcast. It's huge.
1: And I'm pretty sure they start planning the next year after that day wraps. Like, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're like, okay, we need to change this. And each year, so I've been doing it for four years, maybe, maybe three or four years. Um, It gets a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Things are kind of moved because, uh, you know... um, uh, cable runs and things like that, and where things go, and where you sign in and sign out, and the food. I will say the catering tent is incredible. Oh, it's some I of the best catering. Yeah, yeah. Favorite it's food you got there yeah. at Coachella? I mean, they have like a donut thing, like <laughs> all the <laughs> kinds of donuts. They have like an omelet thing, I think, and pizza and mm. fish and meat, and you know, you got to have your uh, vegan options for the LA crew driving down i want to chime in in that the
2: main thing about the coachella live stream is that it's a partnership with google with youtube right mm-hmm. and yeah. it's unlike any other stream on the internet in my opinion they custom build out a web page mm-hmm. within youtube it has a, a, a like a little uh, api where you can switch stages yep. you can choose your stages mm-hmm. uh nobody gives any other stream like that any attention like the youtube I one and it's it. promoted so heavily on their front page, everywhere. So they have the whole backing of Google. But, you know, it's like a symbiotic relationship because everyone wants to see Coachella, mm-hmm. so they're going to come to YouTube. And you. And Coachella wants everyone to see it, yep. so they have YouTube doing that for them.
1: And I have this suspicion that, I mean, maybe not so much YouTube now that they're, they've been around longer, but they kind of want to test the load. Like, they kind of want to mm, test, like... Yeah we kind of want to test this thing out so it's in their benefit to to have it obviously on their platform but i think behind the scenes they're like let's see what we can get away with like <laughs> let's see how many views we can get away with what's like, the what monetary we can break
0: amount facebook totally
1: does that at like 100 percent. i think because their platform is new and they're doing like 720 a lot. They absolutely are trying to get more people to do their content there to kind of test the waters. But uh, so
0: monetary, it, what does it cost to watch Coachella on I YouTube? Is it, is it free? Yeah, it's yeah, free. So how it's is free. that money made? Where I'm I- sure there's
1: like an ad roll in the beginning. Is it the ads. And, so you
0: know,
2: it, it's sponsored by T-Mobile. Okay, they pay a whole lump sum of money yeah. and it's most commercials are in the actual show okay.
1: rundown too, but I think there's an ad server, e- commercial, thing. but yeah, you know, yeah. there's, you're going to see a oh, bug see the
2: whole bad. time of yeah. T-Mobile it's T-Mobile branded everywhere and they pay a ton of money yeah. and yeah. I think it's a win-win for the brand and yeah. for the festival. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone wins this live stream. In my opinion, you yeah. know, the brand gets a Coachella audience. Like that's arguably the most influential argue mm-hmm. uh, audience out right now. Uh, this Coachella, I, I saw a graph. And the, the uh, attendance kind of fluctuated right before selling out. And you can see on the chart where exactly they started live streaming. And it went straight up and sold out every year after that.
1: Hmm. I think it's pretty incredible. Well, because around the world, I mean, and this is why webcasts, I mean, traditionally you would have to have it on a network. Mm-hmm. you would have to pay for commercials you would have to sell it to someone you, you you would have to pitch it it would be this huge huge thing and now it's just live on the internet and the whole world can see it in germany or something and they're like oh damn i have to go to coachella i mean that's what people here yeah. also do they see like a music festival somewhere in europe and they're like wow i absolutely have to go to yeah bed. i think
0: a lot of people could see it as it's an ad a lot of people could see it, it as hurting the content of saying oh well They don't have to come here because they can just catch it online. But there is the reverse. That's
2: Hollywood 1.0. This is Hollywood 2.0. You know, that's what
1: everyone's finally starting to figure out. Music festivals is – I mean, look, if you're watching sports, right – sports you can argue is an incredible experience to watch mm. at your television yep. you see a close-up of the coach you see the player who just like lost the game you see mm. the crowd it's awesome music festival though i mean you have to be there for live music and to like experience what's happening in all the that's art that's such think, a great example yeah. It's it's FOMA. literally it, it's yeah.
0: sp- it's sports in that regard yeah it's
1: like of course i want to see a close-up of this guy like no and then a close-up of the other guy this and then that and, and the back it's like yeah it's awesome there's actually um there's a mini documentary that the verge did about like broadcasting the NFL and like all the trucks it takes and the, and all that. And the director, I forget his name. He was saying like a touchdown happens. Who do I show? Do I show the coach where this was his last chance and he's about to get fired? Do I show the quarterback? This is his last game. Mm-hmm. Do I show the defender who cost his team the game split second? You have to show it. So you have to know, the story of is this this team's first time in the championship is it so it's a cool like wow. sports is so totally awesome produced. watching online it, or, or totally produced watching on your television music is cool but it's an ad to get you excited you're like that set was awesome i can't yeah. wait to go to coachella next year so yeah,
2: yeah. and so uh, do you know this when i started vigo uh I called up every single festival in America. I said, "Let's nice. live stream." Yeah, every single no? one. That's awesome. Yeah. So
0: how long ago was that? And this what was vision did you see? 2016,
2: at and I wow. saw the Coachella live stream. Yeah. And I was like, "This is incredible." Yeah. Everyone needs to be doing it. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't. Uh, you would be so surprised at how many people thought it was going to cannibalize their ticket sales. Oh, that's. It was shocking. And yeah. it, it doesn't because think about it, right? Anyone who's watching that stream either probably can't afford to go there, mm-hmm. doesn't know about it, or like doesn't want to yep. rough it, you know? Maybe they're thirty five years old and they don't yeah, wanna be like yeah, sweating yeah. around these eighteen totally. year old ravers, yeah. something like that, but then they you don't want check want out those some people
1: music. There. I'm sure that brand doesn't want those people there anyway. They want young, beautiful, cool people yeah. in the biz to yeah. go there and Instagram it and it, exactly. advertise so if they could, for them more. It's just yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: If they if these people anyone People like us, if we could go there, we would. Like, if I could go to Yacht Week right now or, you know, Ultra yeah. Tokyo, that would be awesome. But I can't go to every festival. Yeah. There's a festival every weekend. And I still want to know, like, what are the Chainsmokers going to drop? Are they going to play yeah. a new song? Like, everybody wins. And it was very, very hard to convince festivals that.
0: You realize that you're not choosing one over the other. You're exactly. not You're not able to do one, and so that's the only option left.
1: Yeah, and and again – a uh, festival can do this, like if it's awesome and you hire the right, uh, you know, team and crew, then the person watching is like, I have to be there. I absolutely have to yep. be there. It's just a whole extra level of ad and I don't think as many people would have heard about Coachella. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, the numbers don't lie. Like, I don't think yeah, anyone real. would know the
0: about worldwide it. impact. Yeah. I mean, like you're saying, people in Germany, in London, you know, wherever can look at me like this is happening and outside California in Indio, California.
1: And that helps them to build an artist list and the set and everything washes everyone else's hands and everything helps everybody.
0: Because you're right, because that gets in turn to the people who are performing want to know that more eyes and ears are going to be on them. They have a better chance of performing. If they're like, oh, I'm going to reach not only the people here in India where Coachella takes place, but I'm going to reach people in Europe, I'm going to reach people in Asia and in Africa, and that's going to help my bottom line and my ticket sales if I go on tour there. It's going to help me sell merch. It's going to help me sell albums.
1: And you know that Coachella wants it to be awesome online, so they're going to invest in the performance. They're going to say, yes, Beyonce, you could build a catwalk and you can have a huge band and we can pre-rig you know, like 100 light movers to be (laughs) just for your set. And then the other artists see that and they want to perform there and everyone watching at home, they see it, they see how awesome Coachella is. And and the cycle continues.
0: So Ben, how has the attitude of people changed since 2016 In two years when you first started pitching that and people were maybe shy or, you know, backed off it to now seeing what has happened with Coachella and more and more live streams, what is the attitude now? I mean,
2: people certainly opened up to it. Just just remember what it was like when Facebook launched live. Like, try to remember yeah. it on your phone. And then when you could dial in through an API, like companies were started, including myself, because I had a box that allowed you to put a camera through Facebook, right? It was like all of a sudden, instead of broadcasting, like going to cable access or pitching to networks or to get on TV, all of a sudden you could literally reach a billion people if you wanted yeah. to. There are a billion people yeah. on Facebook. There was nothing stopping anyone, but you know, it was. Hollywood tra- 2.0 transition, and it was hard. A lot of these festival people are like old school music. Mm-hmm. Business. Like the music business is like kind of like, yeah. you know, gang mentality, mafia mm-hmm. mentality, whatever. And also what was a huge
1: problem back then was rights for the music, mm-hmm. music clearance. Well, it's on YouTube's platform, so they can just wave that, and the artist is performing. So if mm-hmm. they sign the paper, who who cares? Yeah. The, the other thing, too, is now, even if this was on, net, like, I think web is better than, like, network because, and I think it will obviously get there, but if this was on ABC, you wouldn't be able to watch this no. in the world. You don't get ABC there, and they would have to, and it would become this huge bidding war of who gets the rights and who can show it and pay, and it would only hurt the user they won't have to see it and then the f- festival gets hurt cuz as many people don't see it and get excited. Mm-hmm. So I think web and they censor it has helped it. Yeah. Yeah. I think web has helped a lot of these things. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. <coughs> I mean, I
2: think that it helped Coachella. I think it helped Ultra. Yeah. Um Firefly.
1: Yeah. Hangout
2: mm-hmm. like a lot of these festivals like you know, hangouts in the middle of I don't know, Florida. Florida, Alabama, like right on the line. And they're the
0: the festivals that have taken the risk and are now reaping the reward and so far ahead of everyone else who's now starting because now they're playing catch up. Yeah, it's
1: hard to catch up. Absolutely. But with web, it's not so hard. I mean, you know, it's hard, but like, you know, it's out into the ether. So So
0: the best part of this podcast is providing the how-to for people. Uh, So how to do a webcast? And I want to start by... You know, going back and talking about the various levels of webcasting Mm -hmm. for people who are like, I want to be able to webcast a product and whether that product's a concert, whether it's a show, whether it's something else, the various places that they can do it, the outlets. So you're talking about, obviously, again, the biggest of the biggest Coachella. You can just do it on your Instagram and, and, and Facebook. You can do live what are the different levels a- and that people are using now what are the different levels at
2: your scales is what i'm i'm curious yeah. about you know at, at these yeah. dancing with the stars at this firefly yes. yeah.
1: so it's weird i think i don't think there's necessarily a correlation between the really high quality ones and where they're going live to i think mm. everyone now i mean it was like youtube and youtube's awesome yep. but i think everyone's going to facebook because everyone has them all age ranges, and you can see who's watching. YouTube, yes, you log in with your email, but on Facebook, you really know who's watching, and you can see it, and you can reach. So I think, regardless of the scale and the quality, um, Facebook Live, unless something happens to that company, is where it's just gonna keep on going.
0: And I'm pretty sure Mark Zuckerberg has things under control for at least a couple more years. I (laughs) would
1: think so. The The only thing is, and I know that you know this too, their platform is a little quirky.
0: Well, a lot of younger generation is they going, jumped in quick. A lot of younger generation actually is going more now to like Instagram, which is still obviously Facebook owned yeah. by the same company, but it's still a different platform. But they
2: haven't opened up the API yet, which I think is interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, Facebook they still can't do 1080. You they they have things where um you can't trim it. So like when you go live, if you wanted to rewatch it and you hit play it would be from where you went live all the other platforms Mm -hmm. you can trim it all things that they could basically catch up on but i think facebook live is where almost all the shows that i do are and they might go there and to youtube at the same time i do a lot of shows where it's like it has to go to UStream, facebook and youtube or something um but everyone's always like it's got to be on facebook live
0: so is Facebook Facebook and YouTube the top two? Yep. Is that what you're telling me? And which one do you think in five years will be more advanced and higher audience?
1: Facebook, I think. I think YouTube is very cool. I understand it. But people will always use Facebook whether they're watching live or not or they're watching videos. They're keeping in touch with their friends. Mm-hmm. So those people aren't going anywhere. YouTube is like, you have to be watching things. You don't have to be watching live things, but you have to be like a video watcher, like Facebook yeah. live. I could have z- uh, zero interest whatsoever in the show that you're watching, but I see that you're watching and I might just click it. And don't forget and about the that push notifications.
2: Yes. Facebook will yes. send you a push notification yeah.
1: and that's a remarkable yeah. power.
0: So how do you start a webcast?
1: How do you start a webcast? Like from
0: from the ground up? You, know, you have an idea yeah. of oh, I have this kind of like. How do you
1: I get into to... the big? Like how did you get to direct Coachella? Um, honestly, I would attribute it to I started at live stream years ago when I was like twenty. I couldn't even like drink. And that was when web was really young, where everyone was like, forget about what was large or not. It was like, we just want to go live. We hear this web thing like we just want to go live. So live stream was one of the few platforms that had a production company too. YouTube was around. Ustream was around, but they didn't have a production company. And at the time. People were like, oh, we want to go live. And even older broadcast people were, were like, oh, we have to hire these webcast." Like the secret wasn't out that you could just use your normal trucks and just hand out a program, feed it and then encode. So live stream was doing Lovely. jobs, in my opinion, that they may not have had business necessarily doing at the time. We did it. We executed and it was great and everyone there is awesome and they've grown and now they do like awesome things too but at that time it was like barack obama's gonna interview you know uh, uh, sorry mark zuckerberg is gonna interview barack obama at facebook and they're doing that show it's like That doesn't really happen anymore. So it was like I was so young doing these things that at the time I was probably unqualified for. But you just make sure you do a really good job and, you know, stress is good and work there for a few years and then it just snowballed to people knowing, oh, yeah, call that guy Tom. And sometimes it would be like just to TD, just to stream, and then the name was around and then it just, I don't know. It's interesting how it... It's interesting how it snowballs. Yeah. But if live stream, if I didn't start at live stream, I would be back where everyone else is looking on the outside, trying to get in. I was inside and I was like, Whoa, this world is crazy. And I just hung on tight and (laughs) I left and you know, you make sure you do a good job. Also, I'll say that time live streams were happening. Like, turnover turnover the quality acceptance was kind of poor yeah so like people were just okay like oh just bring a few cameras and we'll like figure it out and i was one of the few well i wasn't one of the few but i i would like stress out and like like ensure that i thought of everything that can improve that like hey we showed up with the cameras and I would kind of adjust things and move things and no one else really did that. They all had this like, hey, we're walking into a world and we're just going to shoot what's happening. I was like, what's happening? Where is this going? Can we put a camera here? And they're like, no, like, are, are you sure it would look good? I mean, I can show you what it looks like. So I was kind of trying to bring a creative thing. to the webcasts that were just like cranking out things i tried to bring a little bit of creativity to it and i think enough people recognize that that when i left you know
2: this is why i love you like we think exactly the same i love you too man (laughs) uh my so idol was canceled right in 2016 right when facebook live launched i go holy shit The quality is so bad no one knows what you're doing it's so hard to do live tv which is so weird i was like this is amazing everyone from idol is out of work right now i'm gonna take our old production managers we're gonna start a company and we're gonna go do these live streams right yeah so what happened they found out how much it costs yeah and they're like what you know they're thinking in like the the low thousands were idols in the millions and the hundreds of thousands. So yeah. we'd be turning in these budgets. So people would be like, oh, I want to do an award show. Like, okay, great. Here's a $700,000 budget. They're like, what? We thought it'd be like $20,000. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's
1: kind of the gift and curse of what Webb did. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah, so it, why is that? T- tell me about, I mean, are they think that it's just really cheap because you just have a couple cameras and where is the money going?
1: I think that Again, going back to like the early webcast days, I think that everyone, once they knew that they could go live, was like, We got to get this content out. It's so awesome. Our brand is cool. We want to advertise. We want to do whatever. And, and I think they were just new to broadcast, some of these people. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking low thousands. And then the people who were already in like network. When they were going, like, okay, we want to do a webcast, they're thinking terrible quality. They're th- thinking of, like, the early days of, like, we just want the content out. But, yeah. but now web, um, it's still the Wild West in terms of, like, there's no quality standard. You could just hop live. If you turn on your TV, it will be exposed. It will sound okay. If you flip between the channels, the sound level will remotely be the same. I mean, like, it has a standard. Web does mm-hmm. not. So... And then the other thing is I feel like people are just okay if it's not as polished because they're like, that's the show on TV. This is for the super fan and the super fan is okay with the single camera. As long as we have our talent, our personalities.
2: I mean, it's just what I've explained in these previous episodes, right? It's like you had, you know, at, at the networks, you had the digital team and you had the TV team mm-hmm. right up here, up here. And then all of a sudden they yeah, started yeah. meeting in the middle when everyone realized Oh my god, people are, are watching this more on Instagram than they are on our network. You know? It's like, kinda
1: terrifying if you're like a big, big network and you're like, Oh, they're, oh they're all my scared god. right now.
2: Yeah. That's the whole point of this podcast. That's exactly my thesis, you know. Yeah.
0: So how many more people are watching uh webcast live than they are in person, do you think, or watching on a typical TV?
1: I don't know. I think it depends on the show really. Yeah. And there are certain okay. shows, so like now, um, I think an interesting fact is like so: Time Warner Cable or Spectrum—they re-encode all of the shows, or they like throw it onto the local news or that channel to encode, and then they pull that. Yeah. So it's still like a TV like network show, but I'm pretty sure they get a ton of views on the computer, mobile, Apple TV. Like I still. That's the weird thing. It's like when you say webcast, the show like nightly news. I could turn it on the television, yeah. but I could also turn it on my Apple TV. Is that a webcast? Yeah, I and don't it's know. on like, Facebook. What do you yeah. define the webcast It doesn't matter it's anymore. Like, wherever the view kind of really comes doesn't from. matter. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. all. It
2: really means, in my opinion, is that it's not necessarily going through a a gatekeeper like an NBC, or, but it's also not being funded by a gatekeeper like NBC.
1: That's the other downside. that's kind of the gift and curse. It's like these don't have a lot of money always. sometimes they do. even and the
2: Coachella one I heard has a shit budget
1: for what they're doing, yes, but it's a huge budget. but like you're right. I think if it was on network television, it might have twice the budget. I mean, oh no doubt at least
2: yeah twice the budget twice the you know kids.
1: the the hosts would be you you know it, it would be like Tom i mean i don't know if tom bergeron would host coachella or something <laughs> but it would be like bigger talent you know yeah. more cameras probably i don't know i mean they, they have a ton of cameras i mean what i'm trying to wonder and this
2: is a, uh, i really don't know the answer to this do people that don't see it with our eyes notice what do you think do you notice michael
0: like, notice a quality difference? Yeah.
2: Like, w- would you notice the difference between a Coachella stream and something that was on, like, uh, like, the VMAs?
0: You might notice a little bit just because, you know, with a bigger budget comes maybe just a slightly crisper camera or more shades and lighting yeah. differences. Uh, Quality-wise of the specific content, you know, from, like, an audio standpoint or from actually what you're hearing and getting, no. Because it, I think it's caught up, and yeah. I can th- think about that too. Of with uh, you know, like the VMAs and the red carpets. I mean, all those have Facebook. I think it's T-Mobile again. T-Mobile there is one of the sponsors of like the VMA Lives, hosted by, uh, hosted uh, you know at the red carpet. I'm trying to think of though. I know there's like AJ. There's specific hosts now. Friends of mine, AJ Gibson, who does, uh, uh, he's one of the hosts for VMAs for mm. all the other ones that are T-Mobile, and they have these live Facebook shows. And the quality is exactly the same.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think on. And they're winning Emmys, by the way. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's interesting that the web shows can't win an in, in Emmy. They have a Webby, but there are some web shows that are pretty huge. But um, I think at that scale, you can't really tell the difference. But again, web is the wild west. So when you say webcast, it's like, of course you can tell the difference if it's a lower show. I think what, what you were alluding to is like the smaller shows. Do you think the average viewer who's online is like, Oh, there's a camera mistake. I'm not watching anymore. And I think it depends on what the content is. Mm -hmm. I think if it's, I mean, we've seen, I mean, I've done live shows where it's like a comedian on a couch and they're chit-chatting and you know some of the cameras don't even have an operator on it and it's cool and everyone absolutely like this is show. in love with it yeah right? but
0: on the other end of the spectrum i think that it almost feels more Personal and so they don't expect as high of a quality. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a musician just playing on the acoustic. If it was too high of a quality, then you wouldn't feel like you're there. Yeah, it you would, would feel like a little too produced. too
1: produced. Yes, exactly. Whereas if you're watching a TV show, they have a jib that comes in and out on the crowd yeah. And, yeah. and they come out and all the cameras are on peds and they kind of move as they talk and it looks great. But um, I think you're right. And I don't think people really care, which is weird. I think that like drives... Like, I want them to care. I really I, do. I <laughs> obviously want them to care, too. I'm a director. Yeah. But I think it depends on the content, and sometimes it is a little depressing at times in pre-production or on-site or something. You're like, oh, can we... And, and they're like, no, 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 we can't. And I'm like, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. It kind of takes a wind out of so your So the sales.
0: biggest thing that is a hurdle, it seems, is monetary and the budget that yeah. you're getting and i think that is probably because they're looking at the the money that they're making and like I was saying t-mobile is still sponsoring it and i think we've talked about this on past episodes where the digital money versus the actual tv money is still hugely different mm. how do you make money on a webcast a live stream
2: well like i was going straight up to brands uh, i would go to these conferences and i'd all their cmos would be there and i'd go up to them and i'd be like hey have, I, I'm talking to this festival right now would you mm. be interested in sponsor yeah yeah we'll connect you and so we get on the call and I'm like okay we budgeted this out for I don't know three hundred, hundred thousand they're like we got like 35 for you yeah you know it's like it work for that yeah. yeah it's hard to or at least in 2016 it was hard yeah. to get money for it from brands but what they're realizing now is that brands can fund their own content and be just as powerful mm. as networks like we talked in the last episode okay. right
0: well, well like yeah. Well, they're, so they're putting stuff out on uh, their own outlets and network, whether it's their own Facebook pages, whether it's their own websites, and they're acting as the host, mm. uh, and so they don't have to pay money to be the host, uh, and they're using it as promotion for their own products, whether that's their own shows, whether that's actually an individual product, and I think that is, you know, a benefit to them of actually owning the content. Yeah. But if you're like a Coachella, I mean, Coachella is monetizing by brand deals, by sponsorships. Uh.
1: They're running ads. Um, They're selling within the stream. They're selling merch. That's true, actually. Yeah. And I will say we're not there yet, but I've seen shows and things where. um, So I I, I did this um, years ago when I was at live stream. Target. Had, like, a back-to-school ad campaign thing. And it was a live stream uh, uh, 24-7 for a whole week. And kids lived in, like, a dorm room. And it was <laughs> just a set. Yeah. And it was a lock-off shot. And there were, like, eight uh, sets. So in the set... It was, like, if Big you Brother? Scrolled, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you scrolled your mouse over the product in the room in their dorm room you could basically purchase it so you you scrolled over the lamp you can't do that on network tv yeah you scrolled over the lamp you like hey you like this lamp click it you like the bed cover you like the carpet that is maybe another i mean it's a harder way to monetize but but i think it's a cooler or if you're playing a song you know a thing kind of pops up, like, "Hey, do you want to purchase a song on your iTunes?" You're already on your phone or something, so I think there's ways to advance it. Um, every once in a while, a brand kind of does that. Like, I think Target did a really cool job with that because the viewership was low. Yeah, no one like sat and watched these kids. But when you click, you watch and you scroll, and you're like, "Hang on a second, my mouse," and you can click. I'm sure they got some people to buy stuff online. And I think that
0: leads into the one of the biggest pros of webcast and live streaming is the interaction that you can have. The data
1: back and forth. Talk about yeah,
2: that. dude. You don't you don't even understand. Like this <laughs> this all just hurts my heart right now. Because before I pivoted to running digital teams and deploying these special operations, like. I had all this lockdown, okay? I had all the decks and we even developed technology to do motion tracking of ads like on stage, clickable, computer vision, like it was all there. I didn't know how to run a company, you know. I was I was weeks, months into running a company, I just had all these ideas, had no funding, and you know, I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. But it's all there and I think that it is coming and we are gonna see it in a much sooner Mm. time period.
0: Oh, the, the interaction that you have, which oh, is a big yeah. benefit oh, of live streaming, right. like you're saying. Where it's you, a two-way.
2: You exactly. Sorry. So that that was also one of the main sales uh, of selling to brands and selling to concerts. It's like it's not a one-way, like you're putting it out. It's completely two-way. Like people are in a chat room chatting about what's mm-hmm. going on, right? They can interact. They can message each other. The they producer can, send each other. can
1: see if it's bored, if the viewers are like, oh, my God, everyone's so bored. You know? Yeah.
2: Exactly. Like we even had technology. My friend worked for the Department of Defense, where we could have everyone stream from their cell phone and allow the um the viewer to like almost have like a 360 view of all the angles and switch from the cell phone. That's creepy. Yeah. I mean, this stuff is probably coming, <laughs>
1: cool. and so at least I'll be on record you, now and say we tried. <laughs> you uh, reminded me of something where web because we were online, it like instantly changed our show. So um macy's day parade i do like a vr 360 show we have uh eight uh, cameras along the route we 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 have like hosts and things like that while we're live we had a lot of like prompter copy and everyone in the chat was like i just want to see the parade no more talking and instantly the the producer came into the control room and he's like hey guys cut the script in half, like more of the parade. And I think network could do that to a certain extent, but not quite the same. The other thing too, is I think even if it's a network TV show, you're gonna watch it on an Apple TV or something, which allows it, even though it's not a webcast, as I said, the main actor walks in the room and they're wearing a jacket. If you're in the middle of the show, you could hit the option button and, and see what's happening and then click it. That's a two-way data thing.
2: And I'll let you in on a little secret. So Uh-oh. all these big shows that we're around have Twitter producers. They're constantly moderating Twitter, seeing what's Interesting, going on yeah. at the end so of they're the night. using Twitter all as of these, as a these reports thinking. are generated about social sentiment. You know, Nielsen charges so much money and yeah. they're aggregating all the data, all the sentiment, uh, what were people saying. They'll be out of
1: business pretty soon. Right? I mean, why would you need Nielsen? Seriously, if it's on Facebook Live and you can see the count, you can see who they are and where they're from and who they're friends with and they like Nike brand. So during the ad roll, we're going to roll them a Nike ad as opposed to an Adidas one or something.
0: Not only is the engagement and interaction a possible upside, it's a necessity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to be able to engage if you're doing a live webcast if you're putting content out there you need to have that in mind of engaging with the other person you need to take that initiative
1: yes so a lot of webcasts in my opinion if you're live online you have to have that because i do a lot of shows where like they'll ask you to chat in and they'll be like tell us with you what you think with hashtag blah 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 and they don't answer a question they don't show the tweets if you're doing a live red carpet show you can use people in the crowd there they're online they're going live they're posting pictures and celebrities on their way over in the limo when they arrive on the carpet they're doing their own thing so on your show you could show a tweet that you know Dwayne Johnson posted that he's on the carpet and and he's like this. And even though you don't have a camera there, you can be like, hey, we know the rock's here. And then the picture could kind of come up. So it's like Mm. webcasts, you may not have the same budget, but there are tools that you can do to really spice up your show and give an interaction or have a poll. Yeah, yeah. You know? there are
2: some amazing vendors. Uh, Telescope was my favorite. Tagboard,
1: sorry, oh, I'm really? a tagboard. No. Tag board, uh so
2: What what these companies do is they somehow negotiated fire hoses into Twitter, which is yeah. incredible. So like they have a, and Instagram a line and all that. Yeah. Well, as do you know this? What? I mean, it just a couple of weeks ago, months ago, Instagram and Facebook cut it off, or at least Instagram did. Like we weren't getting any data on Instagram because of the privacy huh. scandal. Remember that? Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. so Instagram was by far and away our best platform, right? But it wasn't registering on Nielsen, which was really mm. hurting us in social ratings. But anyways, these companies have fire hoses in. So, uh, let's give an example. Like remember when we had the, uh, Twitter save on American idol, right? So we'd say here are the bottom two contestants. You can save one mm-hmm. during the break. Use hashtag this guy or hashtag this yeah. girl. Yeah. And so everyone posts a hashtag at that point and somehow this fire hose aggregates it all in real time and
1: we deliver the you result to Ryan the and yeah. then that person would be saved. Yeah. So tag board can do more with visual views in the sense of you can like a tweet or a post and and send it to a queue and you can queue up all of these things. And you can change the order quickly and you can change it how however you want. But you can change the view in the sense of like, I want this to come in as a lower third. I want it to come in as a full page. I want it to dissolve in. I want it to do an animation in. You can change the color. You can change the background, like on the fly. You can change the font. You can change the text. So you're just talking about pulling in social posts, right? Yes, but Tagboard also does a v- visual element where you don't need to use, like, an expression or a graphics machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay. it does, like, um, you can be moderating and queuing it up, and then another person can be choosing how it goes out. Is it a lower third? Where is it? What's the size? What's the background? You know, is it full screen? Is it, is it th- three posts and three down at the same time? So it's got kind of like a six post thing. Um, I feel like telescope, you can't do that as quickly. And it's more like if you're in a conference, you can have a big wall of all the posts. I think it's good for that. But if yeah, you're going to yeah. integrate into like the broadcast, like we need that graphic in right now. Tagboard board is a I, I, I can oh, I, I, tag board. App. Should it's we should awesome.
2: we dumb this down a little bit, Michael? Yeah. You know, it's like,
0: I mean, I'm following it uh, a little bit. Obviously it goes with engagement for people people who are watching a show. And like you're saying, you want to be able to tweet at this person, tweet at this person or choose this or choose that. This seems like the gathering service, right? That here's how, here's
2: how it works in the big control rooms, right? The EVS or whatever, tells us that process and then tell us about this new process.
1: Okay. So I'm doing a live show, Mm -hmm. multicam show. Uh, I'm going to cut to you because you're about to speak and I have to lay in your lower third.
0: Is this a live show on TV or a webcast or either?
1: doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. So ready, camera two, take two, open CG, fly it in. Mm-hmm. So what just happened there? There's a person only doing graphics. Yep. There's a producer alongside of them telling them, like, that's his name. It's not spelt right. So when I say open CG or they know that I'm going to go to you. I'll just be like, Hey, is this CG ready? Yep. It's ready. Open it. Meaning like open the DSK font. So the TD hits that. And then the graphics operator hits the button to fly it in. So there's like three or four people that have to do that. And then there's a producer that's like, that's not spelled right or something like that. Yeah. So, and then I have to tell it to fly out. and he animates it out, and then the TD has to close that channel so we don't accidentally show something else. So he can continue to work, right? Mm -hmm. So, tag board... So, traditionally, if you have a tweet, that graphics operator needs to Mm copy-paste. Or worse yet, view, type, (laughs) check it, change how it looks you know they only used 10 characters so there's all this empty space and they got to move it down and they got to center justify it so it's a tax and you can't really get a tweet out like by the time the tweet happened and it's cool the moment's kind of gone and then you're spelling things wrong Um, it's kind of a mess so tag board you would still use that graphics operator because you're doing a live show. I'm, I'm going to want to put your name in. I'm going to wa- want to say, like, live from Culver City, you know. But when it comes to social, Tagboard will allow as many people as you want on your phone, on your Mac to say, I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that, and it all gets queued up in a bin. Interesting. And then the producer can go... Okay, we're, we're going to go to our host, and you're going to read uh, three tweets. And so the three tweets are lined up. Everything gets pushed over to the other bin, and it's just ready to go. You don't have to change it. You don't have to spell it. It already has your graphics, already has your, like, moving template in, in the backdrop. You don't have to add it. And so you go, okay, guys, we're going to check out the tweets, and I throw to it and I just say advance and you hit the space bar and it goes, and then you read and then I go advance, advances and that's it. And I don't tie up the graphics operator because if we're doing a sports game, he's queuing up the scoreboard, he's queuing up the stats for the next uh, batter or something. There's no need to tie up a person to send in some tweets, so that's why I think Tagboard is so cool, and you can have as many templates as you want. So you could have a ticker up the whole entire show. Just set up that Mac, and it's just it's on there.
2: You'll it start noticing like, this now when you yeah, watch oh this. Yeah. But this yeah. is this goes back to what I tell you: like live television production is very difficult. Like I bet. A lot of people had no idea. Like that's all that work went into one little tweet you see on screen. Right. And that's why, like everyone who tried to start live streaming didn't really succeed
1: at it. Right. 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 Also, I think you kind of tapped into an important point. I think a lot of new people got into it because they thought that it's a cheaper thing. So brands who aren't doing live shows, if you're like a makeup company, right you're used to hiring a production company you film you do take two let's get the inserts powder my face i got the line wrong those people aren't used to doing the live shows so when streaming comes out and it's cool and it's cheaper they all want to do it and they're expecting the 10 grand or something or like 30 grand and then they're going like oh well why is it so expect like they don't know it's not their fault they just they haven't they don't do a live show, so they don't know. And then they go people. in cheap, yeah. and then it looks awful, and then everyone's nervous, and the prompter's not working, and things. So it's just a live show is kind of like sports. Like, you've kicked off the ball, you're going to miss some shots, you're going to have some awesome shots, but it's like. You're not stopping that game. It's happening. Whether you're down 20 points or one point, whether you're just like, oh my God, I want to get off the field. <laughs> We're down so by 20. Like You're just like, nope, you play on that field. We have another 10 minutes left. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And but like, that's why it's awesome because it's intense and it's a sport and when it's done, it's a rush. It's great. Yeah. And like it takes a long time to
2: get it down. That's yeah. why there are only a couple hundred people in LA and it it all comes out of LA who know how to do it properly. They call them the live TV mafia, right? Everyone is doing the Oscars, the Emmys, Mm. the VMAs, the the SPs. It's all the same people. It's all the same operators. It's all the same prompter operators. It's all the same guys running cables, you know, uh, building the stages. Like, it is such a niche market because it's so hard. They're all pretty old people, you know, like 40s, 50s, 60s because they've been doing it so long. and No one else is like, they're union guys. Like, yeah. No one's dethroning them,
1: if you will, because they're so good. Correct. No one wants it, d- <laughs> right? You have to die, or they have to get tired of it and then uh, yeah. retire, which is tough because it's addicting and it's so fun. I mean, exactly. You know, try telling an athlete to uh, retire. They're probably like, oh, I love playing the game. It's but the is there
0: day. more opportunities <clears throat> coming because more people are doing live?
1: I think there's more opportunities because of webcasting, and I'll give you a perfect example. Esports gaming, yes, yeah, that mm-hmm. just came out because of webcasting, and now there's a lot of work. They need camera guys. They need social media producers to advertise and do the thing. They need the directors. So it's interesting That's that it's for a future episode, by the way. Yeah. There you go. Blizzard yeah. Entertainment, yep. Blizzard. Oh, nice, yeah. awesome, awesome. Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, no. So it's just I think it creates work, but just like anything else, it floods the market and kind of dilutes some things because anyone can go live. Yep. So again, it has it like, Hey, Tom, I want to hire you. We're doing a webcast. And in my head I go, what does that mean? Does <laughs> that mean, you know, a broadcast thing, we're in a truck or does this mean it's me and a switcher and I'm pushing all, I mean like that's where we are with it.
0: The simplistic nature. I want to get your take, uh, Fortnite. People are doing live streaming of Fortnite. What are both of your thoughts on that In terms of webcasting and live video?
1: I haven't seen it. I've watched a lot of Mm esports. I haven't seen specifically Fortnite, but I will say, even if you're not into the game, it's pretty entertaining. It is pretty cool because they're amazing at the game. So Mm -hmm. if you're watching like a shooting game or something, and they're awesome, and they're hiding behind things, and they're jumping in the car, and they're getting out, and they're blowing stuff up, and they're going in, it's cool to watch. Like, I do think it's going to be – I think this might be too bold. I don't think ESPN is going to have to, but I think there's going to have to be an eSports reckoning at some point because it's a sport. It's cool. There are teams – and they're competing, and it can be intense, and it's fun yeah. I mean,
2: it's democratized it's really easy to do to yep. stream yeah. like I mean it who, has to who's be in to say like sixty though that's any content's better than the next yeah. it's, it's the market that's going to yeah. decide the market's already been very clear that people want to watch it
0: well I think yeah that's the that's as simple as it gets I mean those yeah. are literally one pe one person with a camera. Doing something that they're good at and interacting with their fans. Well, you need a camera. This goes back
1: to what I was saying too. What is a webcast? I've seen people that do that. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a webcam. But then we've seen esports where it's an arena. It's a broadcast show, and there's a host and welcome in. You know, Fortnite tournament. You know, (laughs) once a year, and here are our contestants, and they bring up the tail of the tape, and it's got like. It's crazy the scales you can go. It's like, oh, I'm webcasting my esports e- game. It's like, what does that mean? Is that you with your webcam, or is this an arena with thousands of people there also in attendance? It's really crazy.
0: So, what's the starter pack? Someone wants to webcast and be able to put content out there. Yeah. What would you recommend? Starter pack.
1: No joke. If you're the way that you were to the question, they want to get their content out, I would hire another company. I would not buy your own things. If you're looking to get your content out, I would not get into the live streaming business because live is just its own thing. It's like, um, if uh, yeah. I mean, if you're a brand, I would just hire another company. Cause it's so, there's so many exactly. things. Exactly. If you're a around. brand, it's so funny.
2: If you're a brand yeah. and you have to care about brand safety, remember what we were saying I would last hire episode, a company. Yeah. You, know, you have to, the reason brands allow networks is because they trust the level of content. that's going to come out there. They know it's going to attract eyeballs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. So if you want to uphold those standards, then you should hire a company and that way. But I mean, like, just like any other type of content anyone can make on their cell phone if you want if you want to go live on your cell phone go yeah. for it you get 10 million people watching you live on your cell phone you never know i'm sure it happens all the time
1: yeah yeah
0: i think it, twitch twitch is the twitch that they is go the on. big
1: gaming one okay. yeah yeah so actually a lot of uh platforms like um ps4 while you're playing your game there's a button to go live on twitch you just hit it and you're live on twitch like, that's how quick that is now.
0: And people are making millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. It's wild.
1: It's crazy. And they're not broadcasting. They're not. No. They're not broadcast people. They're not crew guys. They're just. on their co- So it is. It is. It's the Wild West. Yeah. Wild yeah. West Web. WWW. <laughs> and like trying to fit all <laughs> of <laughs> of live
2: streaming in. into one podcast. I mean, it's like trying to fit all of TV. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah, like, yeah. we could sit here for hours and hours and days yeah. and days. Cause there's so many levels, just like there's so many levels of TV. Yeah. And-
0: but I think we've done a good job <laughs> in our time of being able to talk about the various levels, talking about yeah. the incredibly high budget, multi, multi cam, multi production team, Coachella, all the way down to what we just talked about. The single cam person who's out of frame on Twitch with their cell yeah, phone. Yeah. But the industry is moving in that direction. There's no question about it.
2: Yeah, but the point why I said that, though, is is because everyone just says, oh, it's a live stream. you know? and They don't realize
1: mm-hmm. that it's such a broad topic. And Correct. It's so mu- that's Correct. what I was going for yeah. when I mm-hmm. said that. Yeah, that's what I meant, too. But I do think um, if you're going to approach it and brands want to, I think you just need to be real about how much you have to spend and get real about what you can do I think people try and they have these grand ideas and they don't have the money and they try and do it and then it looks lame and then you hurt your brand more I think just like recognize how much you're willing to spend and cater to that um and make that as awesome as possible I feel like a lot of times with web people get complacent in like pre-production and they're just like oh we'll have the gear there it's like no Make it as good like you can have a turd, but you can polish it like (laughs) like uh, it's it's just there's a lot you can do about it. And um, I think people just want to go live as quickly as possible. And that's its own kind of market too. like, hey, I'm live on my iPhone and I'm here. And that's awesome. But if you're going to do a live multicam show, you need to take the time to put it together. Right.
0: Two pieces of advice as we close from each of you about web streaming live video, what do you got for brands, for people, either or two pieces of advice from each of you, what do you say?
2: Make sure you have good audio. People really neglect audio,
1: just as important as video. I'll go on, you can. Um, I would say I'll approach it from kind of a director's aspect too shoot it to help the content in mind kind of like a movie if it if it calls for a lock off camera and you know like embrace that like have your talent come close to it have them change their distance to the camera and have it be fun but if it if the content calls for handheld if that's what it is then i would go for it so i would just say like try not to lock yourself into like, we're going to go live and here's a camera on a tripod. Okay, cool. It's going to be great. Like really try and think about who's watching what the content is and how you can help that from like a creative aspect. Yeah. It's tough to think of so yeah, like, Dude, I on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got one. I mean, there's so many I mean, obviously like good audio, but like, I obviously I I would just, uh, no, no, no! No, no I thought that was a good that's one. That's a good one, but about, to the tier that's lower, which I is know. a lot of people, and it's like, who am I giving advice to? I know we need a- split we, up. It. we need to do ten it's, live stream it's episodes. It's a webcast. It's <laughs> yeah. like, do I give wow, advice to the really big? Ba- okay, I, I I have a good one. What's the other one I could say? Okay, I would say. This is advice for all scales, right? Because like I don't want to necessarily give a technical advice because mm-hmm. you could be like a really huge one. I would say do not assume that if you build it they will come and watch. Do your social media so homework. Good. If you're going live on Facebook, don't just go live on that and expect that they're going to watch. Like if um you know you're doing a stream for Beyonce make sure she shares that link on her page don't just be like oh we're live and that's it like all these people are just gonna come flooding in you need to tease it a week before maybe a month before you don't want to post way too much because you don't want people to just be like oh my god I'm not gonna watch this um Right before you go live, if it's uh, Beyonce, you want her to post a picture like just before she goes on. Really excited to do the thing, here's our link. I feel like a lot of people get this talent and get this thing to do this webcast and they spend all this cash and they don't utilize their Twitter followers, Facebook followers and everyone as an individual. And when it doesn't go well, they get a bad taste in their mouth and they go, well, we don't want to webcast anymore. And that hurts everybody.
0: They forget about that last step. They overlook the last step. That's the most important. It's that's so important.
1: Out. How are we going to get views? Y- if, if you go live, people will not automatically watch.
2: <laughs> I know that's such a good point. Did everyone just expect, yeah. okay, we'll just go live.
1: Yeah. We'll like, have like Katy no. Perry on the show and it'll be great. And people will see it. Well, did Katy Perry tease that she was going to be on the show? You're live now. Is she going to post a link?
2: Well, there are some really good it's vendors. Like, uh, Amplive, you've heard of them? Uh, yes. So what they'll do is they'll buy space on like Rollingstone.com and like all over the place. And you'll say, hey, I want to reach 100,000 people. They'll say, okay, it's going to cost this much money. And they'll keep populating
1: their real estate until you get to that number Hmm. well it's also like it's not just the social media campaign and your host and your talent it's also like try and tag things like if if we're doing a podcast here you would tag podcast you would tag other things what are some popular podcasts maybe tag those because someone's searching those there's a game Mm -hmm. to the search queue thing too it's not absolutely dire important but like it's not this like no one will watch unless you tell them no matter what ben number
2: two for you uh make it a two-way conversation right
1: it's Mm. like yeah tv one way actually live yeah yeah
2: once you're live like involve the viewer like Mm -hmm. like let them play along like ask them questions ask them what they want to see next ask them what they want, like a Delta thing next. Like you could, you have that power to completely engage the user and that user will then in turn watch for longer time, which in turn
1: will make the brands happier, which in turns will make everyone more money. I wanna make a point on what you just said. So Dancing with the Stars All Access, the Halloween show, right? The week prior, we asked everyone online, who do you want our host to dress up as? A cheerleader, a zombie, uh, whatever. So we did a poll. At the end of the show, because it's an interactive show, we go, okay, and the winner is, and it was a tie between a cheerleader and a zombie. And then the fans Mm. were like, be a zombie cheerleader. So the next day, he was a cheerleader that was like a dead zombie cheerleader. So it's like, if you include that poll, everyone was like talking about it they thought it was hilarious they heard my vote it was a tie and they decided to be cool and combine it it's like it only helps you like even if it's not a webcast like the proper network broadcast show like why can't they just see like and vote for who you want me to be like I don't know why you're not interacting with people. They if hate the the one-way thing. If they wanted that, they would watch a movie.
2: People are social creatures. And
0: will go far beyond the actual content because like you're saying... People are talking the next day. They're not watching it the In next day, person, but they're talking to with their, their friend. Mm-hmm. And then the friend is like, oh, my goodness, I want to see that. And they're talking and they're talking. And then engagement expands. Yeah, don't or or you're or liking someone on it. Facebook. Yeah. That's they then showing it. up on yeah, those yeah. feeds.
2: Just because they're commenting and liking, that's already populated more feeds. And yeah. it's a snowball effect. Yeah. 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 Well, there we go. The
0: WWW, the Wild Wild Web. Wild Wild Whoa. Web
1: streaming or Wild Wild webcasts. WWWC. I don't know we'll probably have to lay that down later. Okay, we'll put that on. Down. We'll come our back Twitter, to you guys. Yeah. And we'll get a let the fans right? vote. We'll, we'll get a poll. There vote. we go.
0: Well, that wraps up episode 3 of the Vigo show. Thank you so much for coming in, Tom. Thank you. Tom Sullivan, Thank where can, can they find you on social media?
1: Uh, Tom Sullivan LA, I think, on Instagram. I, I'm not huge on... I, I know we just had this big conversation about social media. <laughs> I'm not huge, but I'm not doing the live show. I already yelled at him. I'm. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben already yelled at me about it. I'm not doing a live show, but I do sell myself because yeah. I'm a
0: freelance director. All right. So ben good. Gans, where can they find you on social media?
1: Vigo Ben on Instagram, baby. Vigo Ben All on day Instagram. There you go. And
0: we're constantly oh. posting clips of the Vigo show on Always. Instagram as well. So it's on like, YouTube comment, too. share. It's on YouTube. Uh, Getting that content around. Tell a friend. Again, this content is free. All we ask is that you tell someone about it, that you Gotta share. Hope you guys are learning something. Obviously, this episode, learning about webcasting. The Master Tom brought his stuff. Tom, we appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I'm shaking your hand, Tom. Oh, That's oh, what this okay. is.
1: Fans. kind of doing a hang loose, but I'll switch it up for a hand. Fantastic.
0: Shake. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time.
1: Okay.